tap it in. Just tap it in. Give it a little tappy. Tap, tap, taparoo. All right, here we go. Uh, just finished a pretty good President's Cup in terms of entertainment. Uh, this week, the entertainment isn't quite as good considering the field uh, is awful. Tournament is pretty awful. We also have the um, Alfred Dunhill links at St. Andrews. So we got a couple things to talk about, but let's start with the President's Cup. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, the internationals made it uh, competitive for about 30 seconds. And then, uh, I don't know, it really was never competitive. Saturday was pretty cool, though, when they, uh, Saturday afternoon, when uh, Tom Kim went crazy. That guy's, that guy's a fucking character. Um, I didn't really watch much Sunday. I was more focused on football. But, I mean, it was expected. The result was obviously expected. I, I took him at minus 400, uh, so laid some juice there. Um, just happy the US won, I guess. Um, but yeah, for most of the time, I was rooting for the internationals despite the bet I had. Yeah, I was rooting for them pretty much all the time. I know it might not be a popular opinion, but th- that US team, that, they're not likable to me. I, everyone talks about how likable they are and how great young, this great, young, awesome team. Like th- to me, they're very, very unlikable. Because all of our f- favorite golfers went to the live tour. <laughs> yeah, and a lot of them are internationals. But I mean, in general, I, I, you know what I think it is, and a lot of it is these guys take the personality of who their leader is, right? When they were Tiger, Tiger was leader of this, this team. It had a different vibe. Now it's like Spieth and, when Spieth and JT are your leaders, it's like a frat boy atmosphere that I don't like. Yeah, I hear you. Um, I, I'm obviously not a Spieth guy at all. Um, I do like JT. I know he can be – I know you don't like some of the stuff he's done in these team events, but, like, I think you need that in those team events, especially – I mean, you don't need that against the internationals, obviously, especially that team. But like when they when he goes over to uh, Rome, they're going to need that. Don't you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. And I, I don't hate it all the time. And I don't and I do like him still. Like he pissed me off multiple times, but I still like him. And I love him because we hit bets on him all the time. But I thought he was obnoxious this week, mostly because, OK, first of all, set the scene here on Friday there. The internationals are getting fucking pounded. Just absolutely pounded. And this guy makes a putt to make them win, winning like nine to two or something and just starts beating on his chest, pumping up the crowd, like just piling it on. These guys don't, you don't need to do that in that situation. And then like, he still thinks he, he still thinks he's at whistling straights. And like, he, dude, you just beat a couple cute little Asians, KH Lee and Siwoo Kim. <laughs> yeah. Just beat the piss out of KH Lee, like the 150th ranked player in the world. Like, cool, man, I guess like chill the fuck out. And, and then and Pendrith and Connors who went like over 10 on the week. Yeah, just beating the shit out of these guys, just celebrating, screaming in their face, pounding your chest, everyone chanting USA in the background. It's like a sad, sad scene. And the optics of it were pretty bad. So I was like, this doesn't look good for the event going forward. Just you know, it's like, you know, let's each take turns every two years, just beating the piss out of the internationals, a bunch of a bunch of Asians and fucking Australians and shit. I mean, Jesus Christ, but Luckily, I do think they salvaged the event on Saturday. Like they didn't, it wasn't as close as people want to make it believe it was, but they salvaged enough to where in two years, we don't have to say, let's completely scrap this fucking shitty event. I don't think. Oh man, there was a time when I thought they might've closed it, <laughs> being close to closing it out uh, Saturday afternoon. Right. And then, and then you, the thing with JT, and now I have a big problem with what he, the Siwoo Kim thing on Sunday, like, First of all, he gets mad that he's not giving him a, a short putt. They're down four going into the day. Like, if you don't get a putt, just go make the putt and move on. You don't have to give these looks like you're a fucking tough guy. You're not a tough guy, so stop with that act. And yeah. 
he wants you to put it out. They're down four. Let, let, let them try to fucking fight to win this thing. I mean, Jesus, it's not Thursday. It's Sunday, and they need to win. They need to win this match bad. It's the first match. See, it's not like you're already up on the day. See, is the first match. He's trying to set the tempo. He wants you to make a three footer. Make the fucking three footer. Don't don't roll your eyes at Siwoo Kim. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I agree. I agree, hundred percent. And Siwoo shushes the crowd, and he starts tough guy act again. Tough guy face. Shut the fuck up. You pounded a beer at the Ryder Cup before the thing was even over on the fucking on the tee box. But this guy can't shush the crowd. That was on a Saturday when he pounded the beer. <laughs> I mean, come if you want to be that guy, be that guy. And like you said, I agree with you. I do think they need that in Rome, but. Don't be that guy and then get mad at other people for trying to be that guy for their team. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoy uh, team match play is just great. It's, I love it's, it. just, it's awesome. Like it's so much fun betting it. And um, it would have been awesome if Neiman and Cam were, were there and answer um, and Louie. And that's another discussion we've had with pe- people that I don't even know how you can argue the other side of it, but uh team match play it just it just brings other things out and it's just it's just an awesome awesome event i've always liked the president cup i had a blast uh, in australia when the u.s almost lost this one was still cool the first first three days you know what sucks is the next one's in canada the one place where i don't think the international get that much of an advantage oh is it yeah it's in canada royal uh nah, whatever the fuck it's called i forget but yeah plus the americans will travel Royal Montreal or something. Yeah. And the Canadian players fucking blow. Speaking of the Canadians, how about, uh, first of all, Immelman. Yeah. He rolls back his, he, he just fires the same group that got absolutely drilled on Thursday. No adjustments. For, in foursomes on Saturday morning. Like Connors was the worst fucking player this of the week besides Cebes, who luckily he didn't play, but Connors was the worst fucking player of the week. He was. And, you get in your, you're straddling your best player with him. And like, I think it just took the wind out of Sungjae's sails. Yeah. You stick in the worst player in your team with your best player. And a lot of people uh, Saturday. So I, I criticized him. Most people, pretty much everyone agreed. So I'm not going to say people disagreed, but then the next day, someone's like, you feel bad about doing that take now after what they did on say afternoon. No, because Saturday morning, they could have made up even more ground. Like the teams that you put up, I wasn't criticizing the foursomes on Saturday afternoon. Um, or the four ball on Saturday afternoon. I was reading the foursomes on Saturday morning because those are the ones that were exactly the same. Yeah. Not, I don't think the afternoon ones were great, but I, the morning ones were what I had an issue with. Um, and no, I still think you could have won more because two of your best players are losing their match because you have shitty players with them. Yeah, and then Sunday, he sends out Tom Kim and fucking Sunjay. They're two best players of the week, probably, along with maybe Davis and Scott. Um, he sends them out like ninth and 10th group. Like you're down four. You need to, they need to be in your top six doesn't make no sense whatsoever like do, do you think he got it mixed up i know you said that to me <laughs> i don't think he did but like he could have he said names wrong a bunch of times he did i don't think he did ah why see woo first i don't get it i don't know maybe i don't know he, I mean, he won he that won. he won with tom but that was all tom i don't know you want to talk about tom tom's a man that was that He's just screaming out of his tits. He was, was awesome. great entertainment. And um, well, the PGA Tour is a little mad at me, so I gotta. I'm, I'm gonna write something positive because I think that, and I actually truly, really believe it. Um, but a little spoiler, I'm gonna write something about. I thought the Asians in general were fucking awesome. This event. 
Yeah, you want to talk about like growing the game and shit? Like, how about being a little kid in South Korea or in Japan watching this event? Like, I want to be, I want to be like that motherfucker. Yeah. I think it was a good thing. I mean, I think that was the highlight of the event for, especially for an international team, like how the Asians were all fucking awesome. Besides Decky, he kind of was just meh. But he he did grind back. He started <clears> off bad. <throat> he he did. did. He got him a couple of points, and I think he showed some good leadership and stuff. And he um, tied with Burns. Yeah, I think he, I think he was fine. Yep. Those are the Asians, man, I love them. Yeah, what's not to like? Because not only the way they play, but also just the personality they brought. Like. Without those Asians, that event was fucking awful. Just, just listening to Siwoo talk is hilarious. He's the best. Like I, I, I read the quote about uh, after he's shushing the crowd, he's like, Patrick Reed did it, but the way he said it was just like, he's like, yeah, I saw him do it. So like, I thought that's what you're supposed to do, like to get the crowd going or something. Like he, I don't even think he knew what he was doing. <laughs> They're just like these cute little chubby faced Koreans. <laughs> I love them. And I, I have a friend who's Korean who, um, I was friends with in high school and he reminds me of those guys and he was the fucking the same cute little bastard. So good soft spot for him. Uh, yeah. I wish the golf season would just end after these team events. It should shut it down for a couple months. Yeah. It, you can tell it needs an off season. You can tell by the engagement we get by the downloads on the shows. Like people are just ready for it to be done. Yeah. But Hey, here we are talking about Sanderson farms where, uh, uh, Russell Henley is like 14 to one and Tigala is like 16 to one. So, yeah. All right. So what do you got here? Uh, you want to do Sanderson first and we'll touch on the Dunhill, which is actually the better event. Yeah. Much better event. Um, let's see. All right. Par 72, 7,400 and 61 yards. Uh, the, Bermuda grass greens are really fast. Every round that they've played it at this uh, this course, they've had the greens have been either fast or lightning. Um, it was an alternate field event up until 1920. So we did see some shittier guys win, shorter hitting guys, but that was an alternate event then. So the only three seasons that we've seen when it's the main event that offers 500 points, the um, FedEx Cup points and the invitation to the Masters and whatnot, those three winners were Munoz. Sergio and Burns. So I think those are really the only three we can kind of go off of. So clearly ball strikers, bombers off the tee is incredibly important. The last two winners have led the field and strokes off the tee. Like you said, Munoz is probably in the top three or top five in that for the week. So really, really important. Um, field is pretty weak. Got a couple of president's cup guys. You got Burns at the top, but other than that, really, you know, similar to Fortnite minus like three of the best players. Yep. I mean, yeah, very very similar to Portnet. Yeah, I get I get really nothing on this field. Just it just stinks. Bombers. Yeah, and you always bet bombers. Um, and it, it's basically whoever gets a hot potter too. Mm-hmm. So, but which is crazy because Sergio won. Yeah, which makes it kind of weird because I think like I don't know these bombers can get hot potter like Sergio. He didn't have to bat hot potter. He just had to have it pretty good. That was when he's putting with his eyes closed. Remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we regret not being on who's like in 70 to one. Yeah. So some bombers, I mean, I'm not going to get too high in the field. I actually don't really like Burns at the top because I think he played all five matches. I think it's an emotional, it takes a little bit of a toll. They're probably celebrating after that. Like, I just don't think he has the motivation to go and defend his title at the Sanderson Farms this week. Yeah, I agree with you completely on Burns. Sergio 
gained seven on approach that week. 5.5 off the tee. Still gained three putting, but. First off the tee, second in approach. It's wild. Okay, so you got Burns at 10. We're going to ignore. Then you jump up. Well, I guess odds are moving here on bet 365. You get Poston at 20, Tigala at 20, Henley at 22. Um, Munoz, who had a good President's Cup, I think he was either two and a half or three points at uh, 25. Those are the five guys below 25. Not interested in any of them. I think it's probably a good layout for Tagala because you can kind of spray it here. Yeah, you don't need to be that precise off the tee. I thought that's why I didn't really like him at the Fortnite because I think you can get in trouble. I know you don't, you know, the rough isn't incredibly penal, but I still think, you know, you will be punished if you aren't hitting fairways. This is a place where I think you just fucking let it rip. And I think that helps him. I'm not betting him at 20 to 1, though. You don't like him, huh? I mean, I like him fine enough, but I didn't want to bet him at 20. Do you? I didn't realize he finished. Actually, I kind of didn't know he was in the mix. He finished sixth at Fortnite. Isn't he just a better golfer than these guys? Yeah. I don't know. No, I don't want to bet him at 20, but I mean, he was eighth here last year. I don't really see him as a Southeast guy. No. Has he ever done anything? In Florida or anything? No. As far as seventh. Yeah. Not that I recall. No, I, mean, <clears throat> I I think he does make a little bit of sense, you know, but he's not going to be for me. Um, yeah, I'm not going to bet any of these guys. I, I don't mind Munoz, but I'd need a 40 on Munoz. Uh, I thought he played really well last week. Um, and Henley, I'm just not going to bet Henley at 22 to 1. No, nope. Especially in a place like I think you do need to be a little bit longer off the tee. Is in uh, this type of area, Poston could win in. Sure. Right. I guess. I mean, if he wins, good for him. Yeah. I'd rather fucking die than bet Poston at twenty to one. Okay. Next range, you got Stallings at twenty-eight. Uh, Denny McCarthy twenty-eight. Taylor Montgomery twenty-eight. Uh, that brick shit house, Sepp Straka thirty-five. And my guy Grillo, 35. Those are the guys below 40. Tay Montgomery, obviously, is playing pretty well, looking pretty good. Um, not going to bet him at 28. We talked a little bit off air about him, and I think it's all putting that he was doing last week. So, yeah, he gained 11.2 putting, which is Jesus Christ. Wild. He didn't win. That's unbelievable. Um, I think Grillo could be at a good spot here. Look at Sergio, and isn't he basically Sergio? He is Sergio. Shit, shitty Sergio. Um, I don't know. Grillo, I just look for him on bent. I don't know. You got these South Americans that have won the last two out yeah. of three. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. It's a tough number, though, and I don't know. I like another Sergio. I'm just going to get right into it. Okay. I like Keegan, right? He's a Sergio as well. Agrilo as well. Um, we talked about how Sergio gained whatever he gained five off the tee and seven on approach. Keegan could do that. Um, maybe not quite as good as Sergio off the tee, but uh, I think ball striking in general, he can be good. And then if he gains three strokes putting like Sergio did, I think he can win. I think at 40 to one, I think I saw 50 actually. Someone said there's a 50 on Bet Rivers. 
Um, we don't use that, but I know some people do. But 50 to one for him. I just think he's a class of the field. I mean, he's better player than JT Poston. He's accomplished more than Tagala has. I think you can say there's one or two players in the field definitively better than him. Um, he ended the season pretty shittily, but that doesn't really bother me considering last year he wasn't good. This is actually 2020. He came in fourth. Um, he came in fourth, and it was after back-to-back missed cuts, missed three out of four, had a really shit end of the season, and still finishing fourth. So, um, and the field's even weaker now. So I just think he's kind of the class of the field at 50 to one. I'll take it. Love that. Gonna join you. Um, I am concerned about uh, recent form, but whatever. I'm not, I'm not, for a month, I'm, not he- I'm not heavily invested in this event. So, um, yeah, it- time off helps for sure. What's the last time you played five weeks ago? Six? Uh, I'd imagine just to guess it, it's either uh, the one Zalatoris one or the other one. Yeah. And then like vets like him, I'm not as worried about recent form playing in a row. Like if he decides, if he just turns it on, he can turn it on. Right. He last played at the BMW. He's still gaining off the tee every week. Yeah. He's not crazy out of form. He's just not like, Hot. I mean, if he was hot like he was, it'd be 25. Yeah, he was pretty bad at BMW. Yeah, whatever. Fuck it. 50 to 1, I like it. Okay. Um, then our next guy is uh, Trey Molinex, 60 to 1. Uh, I thought this number would be 35-40, just with the way he's playing. He missed the cut at the Fortinet, gained, but he still gained 2.2 on approach. I mean, he lost four strokes putting in two rounds. I mean, I don't think he's going to do that. Plus, he's an Alabama guy. Alabama, Mississippi, same shit, right? Um, and he finished fourth here last year, I think. T4. Yeah. Uh, I think this is a really good number on a bomber that I'm looking for. And a guy that won, won in Kentucky this, this past year at Barbersall. Um, So, yeah, 60 to 1. Lock that in. Yeah. Uh, I like that a lot. Um, love Keegan 50 and Mullinac 60. And then three guys we like at the hundred range. I think that's a good enough card. Yep. We got five minutes here in this recording for whatever reason. This fucking thing sucks. Okay. We'll do, we'll go quick then. Um, other guys we're looking at. You got Kirk here at 55. I was looking at a 70. If I had a 70, I think I'd bet that I probably wouldn't bet a 55. Um, he's had some decent success. I just think he's a better golfer than a lot of these guys. And then other guys we're looking at were who? Uh, Burmy 60. Yeah, has the right um, skill set, right? Spermi has uh, pumps it. He likes the course. He can get away with like those long hitters, you know, like BMW PGA where they played at at Wentworth. Like he missed the cut, which I don't think matters. Like there's not a lot of room for those big, big, big hitters to let it go. And uh, I think this is a place where it is. So I think he does have a good advantage there. Screwed at the Open was, you know, he's he's played in some big events. Um, can you win here? Can I picture him winning in fucking Mississippi? Not really, but I think talent play and skill set play. It's a Nice number. Yeah, that's the only thing. Is, is a South African going to win in Mississippi? Um, and then a couple of long shots we we're looking at. Aiden Buckley, 125. Davis Thompson, both SEC guys. Um, Davis was good last week. Davis was good last week. Buckley was fourth here last year. Thompson was 35th here last year. Both bomb it. Yeah. I like, I like Davis Thompson a lot for whatever reason. He's kind of just sticking with me. Um and then we got uh, one other guy. Wasn't there another bomb we liked? The other bomb we liked. 
I don't remember. It was Dave Thompson, Buckley, and... We talked about Benny Ann. I'm not sure if we still like him or not. Oh, Vinny Norman. Yeah, Vinny Norman. 200. Yeah, 200. Gained four or five off the tee last week. Um, was up there. He finished like, I don't know, 10th or 12th. Uh, ball striker from the Corn Ferry Tour. Probably the best ball striker. Just can't putt. But look at the guys who have won here. So I think um, he could challenge to be... I, a lot of the buzz still on Saw and Montgomery. Like Norman outplayed them last week. Especially in terms of T to Green, he outplayed them. So, um, yeah. Okay. So that's it. We'll post it. Uh, I don't know. We'll post it Tuesday or Wednesday. We decide on, but we're definitely getting in on Keegan and Mullinex and a couple of those bombs there. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the Dunhill. Um, I'm just going to bet Hatton and Fleetwood. I feel like I'm going to have something to root for Sunday morning. Uh, you look at Hatton. I mean, he won this in 2016, 2017, and 2017. Uh, and then 2018, he finished second. 2019, 15th. And then last year, he finished second. Is there a limit on how many times one guy can win the event, though? That's I, my don't know. I, I don't think so. Fuck it. Confirm it every time. I'm just looking for a guy in the mix here. Okay. Um, but I really like Fleetwood a lot. I think I like him better than Hatton. He's, he's at 20 to 1. He hasn't won this event yet, but he has about 17 top fives. Really? <laughs> he, yeah, he's, you just worry about that one round that's going to take him out of the tournament like he has every fucking time. Yeah. But maybe he'll focus better with uh, being at different courses. Who knows? That could be it. That could be it. And um, he was really, I mean, obviously he had that look for a really low round is a good sign for somebody's form. And the fact that he was able to get that first round lead at the BMW PGA and, um, and then he fell off. But, I mean, just to the fact that he was, you know, go shoot a 63 on that type of course, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. So I'm looking for Hatton at 18 and Tommy at 20. And that's probably all I'm going to invest in it. Any other guy, uh, longer shots you like? Yeah, look at the live guys. I think there's always some pretty decent value on them. Um, and plus it makes some intrigue for the event if you're on one of them. I don't know which ones make sense here. but Louis' number kind of stood out. 32. One at St. Andrews, but he hasn't has he been playing all that well? He's been okay and live. He's been okay and live. He's never done great. He only has one top ten. No, no, that's does he have the balls to fucking go and win this thing in everybody's face hole? Uh probably not. That's my concern. But I don't know if he really cares if, with anything that he does. That's what I mean. If he doesn't care, then I just think <laughs> I don't know. People are gonna be yelling at him and chasing that ah, fuck it. I kind of Grace, maybe I can see him having more balls on him, but I don't know. Louis just sackless. I hear you. Gooch. Oh, yeah, Gooch. What's he? Yeah. 30. He has balls. He has more balls than brains, but he has some balls. It's true. Uh, so that's about it. We'll post the card. Just tap it in. Just tap it in. Give it a little tappy. Tap, tap, tap a room.